You're listening to The Wise Women Podcast, Season 3, Episode 107. I'm your host, Alicia Wilford, founder of Yoke and Abundance, leadership coaching for entrepreneurs, creatives, and seekers. This podcast is designed to inspire by introducing you to creatives living abundantly. In today's episode, I am doing a solo episode on the work behind being an entrepreneur and the barriers to one-on-one coaching and why you might want to be an outlier. Today's sponsor is Yay Brand. Yay Brand's mission is to help people on a deep path of personal growth, to ground themselves in intention on a daily basis so that they can move past their fears and live a life of joy. Yay Brand does this through apparel, journals, and houseware with intentional affirmations like coffee mugs that remind us, I am enough or I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. Check out their website at yaybrand.com and sign up for the Q&A with May. Use the discount code YAYWISEWOMAN15 for 15% off your entire purchase. Hello and welcome back everyone. I am so excited to be talking to you today. Last week I did not publish a podcast because with the election, I just felt like there was too much noise and too much going on. And so we gave it a pause and it gave me time to think about what I wanted to share with you in this solo episode that I am embarking on, which these solo episodes really challenge me. And so I've honestly, I knew this was coming up. And so I've been thinking about it for probably the last three or four weeks straight um, about what is it that I want to talk to you about. This week in my morning pages, I was reflecting and writing on the fact that I've been doing this work for three and a half years, and I thought a lot about what I would say to the person that I was that was dreaming about doing this work. Like, you know, that question that I would ask a lot of people in the beginning of the podcast, it was, if you could go back and tell your high school or graduating self something, what would you tell them? And, and maybe why, what advice would you give them? And, you know, I found this picture, this branding shot that I had done right before I really embarked in this work. And I still don't even think at that point when I had these pictures made in 2016, if I knew, I knew I was going to be going in a new direction. I didn't know what direction that would be. I knew I was on the cusp of making really big life changes, but I really just had no idea what it was that I was going to do. And it took me a little while to figure that out. But, you know, if I could go back and tell that woman, that 2016 woman that I was, if I could tell her something, I, you know, I would just say, wow, you know, you have no idea how hard this road ahead is going to be, but you need to stay true to your intuition above all else. And I know that you have heard me talk about how important I believe intuition is and just how important it is for us to listen to our intuition and trust our intuition. But this journey into entrepreneurship, you know, much what I'm finding out is much like in life, nobody has it figured out. Nobody has a roadmap 
to get you where you need to go in the work that you're doing. So it always comes back to, are you taking time to ground? Are you taking time to listen to yourself? Are you taking time to tap into your intuition? Are you taking time to pause, really, to to think through what it is that you want and why you want it? You know, back when I started this business, I had this vision for something that I'd seen snippets here and snippets there of other people doing. I knew that there would be a little bit of yoga, a little bit of mindfulness, but I knew it would be about mentoring, coaching. That word coaching is honestly a little bit problematic for me because it feels weird to say I'm a life coach. I I am a transitions and resiliency coach. I do work with creative women. I do work with entrepreneurs. I do work with makers and I, I work with them as they are, you know, changing mindset and busting past blocks and looking to where they want to go in the road ahead. But it's not necessarily like I'm sitting on the sidelines clapping, Um, although I will do a little bit of that. Um, What I'm doing is I'm asking questions to figure out, you know, what is the heart of the matter for you? And what questions do you need to be asking yourself? What do you need to be answering? What do you need to be looking at to get you to where you want to go or to move past where it is that you are? So yeah, I knew that coaching would be a part of my work. I was hoping that retreats would be a bigger part of my work. I love crafting an experience for women to dive more deeply into themselves. And that's what I think retreats do. But obviously COVID has put a kibosh on that. But, you know, thinking back to that me of 2016, I would tell her, I would say, Alicia, in the business that you are carving out now, it is a new type of work. It's a relatively new type of business. There is no model for it. Those of us that are doing it, we are making it up as we go. And, you know, I was looking to a lot of um, male business owners. I was you know, asking for advice and I was looking at what they were doing, but none of them had any idea of what my business was and why I was doing it and and what it entailed. And so I wasn't getting good advice and most of the time they'd look at me and scratch their heads. They had no idea what I was talking about in in this model, you know, creating community, working with women so that they can find clarity in what it is that they're doing you know, helping with business ideas and moving forward in business work. So I would just really want that me of 2016 to know that I shouldn't be looking outside myself for the answers to the business that I'm trying to build because not enough people are doing it. And, you know, there have been a couple um folks along the way that have been super, super helpful. And they have been, a lot of them have been men um, who've been really helpful. I mean, just major shout out to um, Aaron LeBauer of LeBauer Physical Therapy. He's doing coaching work in, in, in a different sphere, but he was so helpful to me when I was starting my business. But it's because he had a similar business model and he got it, right? Um, So even though he's carving the way in what he's doing and has a 
you know, it's, it's different work. He knew the model that I was trying to build and he gave me some really great advice. So I would tell myself to not take advice from others unless they are doing something super similar to what I'm doing. If I could sit my 2016 year old self down, I would also tell her to start taking vitamin D now because she needed it. Turns out I was vitamin D deficient for a while. And um, since I've been on uh, a heavy dose regimen of vitamin D over the last year, I'm feeling a lot better than I had been doing. Um, but make sure you're getting your doctor's appointments in and you are taking care of yourself and you're doing what those doctors tell you to do because man, vitamin D deficiencies for me was very difficult. I would also tell that 2016 year old me, I would say one of your talents is to keep working even when you're not inspired. It's your number one asset, Alicia, keep going, your work matters. I think right now, especially given this last year, I didn't take a vacation this year and um, I am shaking my head at myself and I am actively planning so that that will not be the case in 2021. Um, I will make sure that I take vacations in 2021 multiple because why are we entrepreneurs if we are not making sure that we are carving out some space and time for ourselves to think and practicing what we preach you know that's really important to me but i would i you know i do think that one of my assets one of my strongest talents is that i am able to keep working when i'm not inspired this year has been as hard as it is i've just realized I have done a, a good job of forging forward. And I just, I just really want to share this. If you are someone that wants to make it in a business or a side hustle, you have to be hungry for it. You can make it. You can do the work that you most want to be doing, but it will not be easy. It will not be a cakewalk. It's not going to fall into your lap. You do have to be dedicated. You do have to be disciplined. You do have to follow a routine. Even though my life is full of sovereignty, freedom, I work five, six, seven days a week sometimes, as much as I hate to admit that, because in the beginning phases of starting a business, that's what it takes. You know, if it were easy, everyone would be doing it. If it were easy, everyone would be quitting the nine to five or the job that they don't like and starting their business to go after their passion and to go after what they love. It is not necessarily going to be easy. And here's the thing that I don't think that we talk enough about as entrepreneurs, um, especially as coaches, right? So I, the work that I am doing now, I love it. I love it. I love creating um, the communities and facilitating the communities. I love the courses that I've been putting together this year. Everything from embracing your inner witch to cultivating creativity to directing inner wisdom. I mean, it's been a big year for courses. I have been doing virtual retreats and one-on-one -on -one coaching and... 
you know, creating workbooks and, you know, still plugging away at my book all in the meantime. I led a summit earlier in this year, just coming up with this holiday gift guide idea that is currently out right now. I love doing this work. I know I was called to do this work. I know I'm doing what I am supposed to be doing. But I can honestly tell you, there are so many days I don't want to work and I am not inspired and I keep going anyway because consistency matters. Now, yes, there are times like last week, I mean, it was important for me to not waste my editor's time and not waste my time to put out work that no one's going to be paying attention to. Um, I mean, that just seems like a smart call to me. Um, but I just, you know, there are no shortcuts to getting to what you want. You just sometimes have to do the damn thing, right? You've got to put one foot in front of the other and do the work. And anything worth doing is is on the other side of determination, a good mindset, and lots and lots and lots of hard work. So this resistance that is coming up, um, you know, the gentleman that wrote the book, The War of Art, he talks about how resistance is a signal that anything, like that you're doing something that is worth doing. Resistance only comes up around things that matter, that really matter. So if you're working on something right now that is really important to you, maybe it's a business, maybe it's a book, maybe it is a new project or a volunteer opportunity that you really wanna cultivate. Whatever it is, if resistance is coming up, if it feels hard, it doesn't mean don't do it. There are so many times that we are not inspired to do important work. But consistency matters. I am only still here in my business because I'm willing to feel really defeated and down and keep working because I know what, what I'm doing at the end of the day. It matters. I can come back to the why behind what I'm doing and it, it feeds me and it really helps me keep going, but that doesn't mean it's easy. And I just, we don't talk about that this enough. And so I really wanted to share that with all of you. If there's something that you're doing and you know that it's important, keep putting in the work and keep doing it. Even on those days when you don't want to, it's important too. And that's not to say don't take a rest. Rest is important. But, you know, intentional rest. Work when you need to work. Consistency matters. So that was one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about on this solo podcast um, that's been really heavy on my mind and my heart for a little while. But I also wanted to talk about something else. So, you know, one of my favorite pieces of the work that I do, why I left corporate America, the thing that I like left to actually do, is the one-on-one -on -one coaching with, with women specifically. Now, the thing about one-on-one -on -one coaching is I love it because as a coach, it's the place 
where I see the most light bulbs going off. I see the most ahas coming through. I see breakthroughs. And it's the work that I feel like has the most powerful, lasting effect on the clients that I work with. But, but you know, I often look at the numbers, like the breakdown of my work. Like if you look at a pie chart of where the majority of my clients are coming through and working with me on, it's actually not the one-on-one coaching. And oddly enough, the well, it's not odd, and we'll talk about that in a second, the coaching is my least popular offering. And that is despite the fact that there are a lot, you know, almost countless testimonials from women that I have worked with that talk about the power of the experience that they had in coaching. And I'm not saying this to toot my own horn, but I, I do think that I'm skilled when it comes to women seeking clarity and growth or women who need support through a transition, you know, be it empty nest or career transitions or retirement. You know, that is, it's one of my superpowers. I wouldn't have left a job to do this if, if I wasn't able to know how to ask the right questions and kind of know what to ask that can spark something for a client that can be a complete game changer. Now, when I started my business, so when I said, all right, I am leaving corporate America to start a business working with women one-on-one with life coaching through creativity and positive psychology, You would not believe the number of people that pointed out to me that the research shows that women are less likely than men, and really not just less likely, but significantly less likely to invest in coaching than men. So I went into this work knowing that it would be a difficult road, but hey, when you're called to do something, you just do it, right? So I am committed to living my truth and walking in alignment with my calling. Just because a road is hard doesn't mean you're not supposed to be walking it. I truly believe that. And for me, I knew this was a road that I had to to walk. So, you know, and obviously women do work with me all the time. So it's not that all women won't get coaching. It just means that it's it's something more challenging. You know, men often... I've had a number of men who've heard what I do and they're like, yeah, I want to work with you. And those calls, you know, I lay out what it is and and they sign right up. And it's just not the same when I have a a discovery call with with a woman. And I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about why anyone wouldn't want to make this investment in, in themselves. You know, if, if someone is, has a propensity towards growth and if this opportunity is presented to them then then why not and you know i think that what happens is it's it's really fascinating what i think is going on so i think that one of the barriers here is you think gosh i'm going to make this huge financial investment because it is an important financial investment and part of that's by design and part of it's because i've invested a lot in training and building this business and you know you're you're paying for the training and the accountability and the questions and so it is expensive but it's in part expensive because 
you're you're not just paying for the amount of time that you're working with a coach. You're you're paying for their investment in the work, you know, the countless trainings and classes that has been put in as a coach to be able to do this work with you. But it's also a significant investment because you'll value it more if you've got a little skin in the in the game, right? So, you know, if you find a pair of jeans that you love, and maybe that's a designer pair of jeans, and they cost more than you would normally spend on that article of clothing, you're going to treat that pair of jeans a lot better than you would just some cheap pair of jeans from Target or Walmart that you don't like as much. And coaching is typically expensive by design. It makes sure you have skin in the game so that you will you will treat this crucible of time together with your coach as something unique and deep and so it's it's designed that way and yes it is a big financial investment but it helps you treat it the way that it needs to be treated and i get it so you're afraid you're going to make this big financial investment and nothing will change but i assure you that if you don't do the coaching, you know, that change could happen, but it's going to be a lot slower. You know, so many people feel like it is not the right time. And yes, there are times in our lives when we have so much on our plate um, that there isn't room to breathe or think. Yes, that does happen. But the truth is, if we wait for something to feel like the right time, then we might never take the steps towards the life of our dreams, the possibility that we could get what we wanted. Because if you don't start taking the steps towards what you want or trying to figure out what you want, you're going to be that much further behind from getting it. And I promise you, it is never going to feel like the right time. No one else is going to create space in our lives for us. If we want something, we are going to have to get after it and go for it. So, you know, if someone is unhappy, stuck, if you don't know where you want to be, um, you, you often have to deliberately make the time, carve out the time, carve out the space to do this work, to figure it out. You know, if something is important enough for you, then you make it a priority. And what could be a bigger priority than you, right? The idea that you'll have time one day to do that work, it's completely a myth. We have to intentionally create space to make this happen. You know, I I talked a little bit in the beginning about resistance, right? Anything that's worth doing has a resistance attached to it. What I find is that we often have resistance to growth, right? So not only do we fear that we could potentially make this really big investment and then nothing is going to happen, nothing in our lives is going to change. Well, sometimes the fear is that we're going to have to change, right? Like we're going to have to put in some work. So What, though, could be a bigger priority than your own personal growth? Holtz said, in this world, you're either growing or you're dying. So get in motion and grow. An image that I keep coming back to over and over and over, especially for some reason in the last couple weeks, is 
that image of the monarch butterfly. So this creature, it's beautiful, right? It starts as a caterpillar and then the caterpillar, they are, um, they're the larva. And in order for this caterpillar to become that magnificent, beautiful, strong little creature that flies back to Mexico in its migration, it first has to turn completely to mush. So here's what happens with the caterpillar. The caterpillar is going along, eating and feeding on plants, and then it and then when it's time, it creates a cocoon around itself. And then when it's in that cocoon, it does not just simply grow wings. It turns completely to a mushy gel. And then from that mush in that painful place, that's where the butterfly starts to grow. It's that way with us too. So think about like that lowest time in your life, a a place where you really felt like you were rolling around in the mud and the muck. And, you know, that's, it felt like shit. Well, shit is fertilizer, right? So you don't, we we often don't want to go there into that place voluntarily. But if we if we choose to stay a caterpillar, you're in the process of dying. You're not in the process of growing. You're not becoming who you're meant to be. And you can't realize your full potential if you're not willing to get really, really uncomfortable, roll around in that shit hang out in the goo of the cocoon, that gel, that icky place where you've turned completely to mush. We have to go through that to grow. So it's that way with coaching too. There always comes a point when I'm working with a client where it's horrible. It feels worse than when you started. And that's actually why I've designed some of my packages the way that I have because often, you know, the first three sessions, they're fun. Like, you're doing some work. It's kind of fun. And then there comes this point where you're like, oh, now I see just how far from where I want to be that I am. And it's horrible. It hurts. It doesn't feel good. And I think that sometimes we resist even signing up for the coaching package because we have the innate knowing that you're going to have to go through that spot. But here's the thing. You're probably going to go through that spot no matter what, right? Like, you might as well choose it and, and be proactive about it and and get a handle on it and move through because you can do it that you can do it the hard way or you can do it the easy way, right? And the hard way is to like keep bumping up what doesn't feel good over and over and over again. Or you can say, okay, I'm gonna choose to tackle the hard thing and I'm gonna break through that wall. And that's what coaching allows you to do. I mean, another reason why I think that um, a lot of women don't necessarily invest in one-on-one coaching is because it is so, um, it is just so nebulous in some ways. It's not always clear from the beginning what the return on your investment is going to be. And, uh, you know, that's, I'm just speaking the truth there, even as the coach. I don't know when a client comes to me what their final outcome is going to look like. But what I do know is that you're going to be a lot, you're going to be a lot clearer 
on where you are, where you want to be, and the steps to begin getting you there. So I do know that that's part of what's going to happen. And then one that's a little bit more complicated, I know that fear of success can be a problem. What if you put in the work? What if your wildest imagination is true? What if you are more successful and more power that, powerful than you could ever have imagined? What then? What then, right? That can be just as scary. That can be just as scary. But what's worse is not putting in the work and not knowing. And, you know, for me, it's, it's the honor of a lifetime to be able to get to watch a woman raise her hand and say, count me in. I'm stuck. I know there's a way through this. It is never around. It is always through. There is a way through this and I'm going to tackle it head on because I know that if I tackle this head on, there is possibility, there is growth, and my wildest imagination, my wildest dreams are on the other side of this work. That's what's possible when it comes to one-on-one coaching. So those are the things that have been on my mind, you know, the past three or four weeks, um, because when I look at the portfolio of the work that I'm putting together and I, and I see that I have some spots available for coaching clients, you know, I think a lot about why people aren't taking me up on that particular area. And I know what these barriers to getting to, to this programming is. And I just want to encourage you that if you're thinking about it, schedule a discovery call with me because your wildest, if you're willing to do the work, if you're willing to go through the muck, if you are willing to take action, if you are willing to put yourself out there and get uncomfortable, wow, there is so much potential for growth. There is so much potential for dreams to come true. And why wouldn't we want to go there? Why wouldn't we want to try to make that happen? Yes, there is potential for failure, but failures are just opportunities to learn and to try again or to learn and do something different. So today's solo podcast is really about, I guess, just, you know, if you have a dream and you want to go after it as an entrepreneur, you're not always going to be inspired. It is not always going to feel fun or easy. But if you are diligent and you are consistent and you are willing to put in the work when nobody else is, that is going to take you so far, so far. And then just kind of a a plea to the women that are listening, if you have even ever considered coaching for a little bit, you know, I just want to encourage you to set up a discovery call with me because... The one-on-one coaching, it's honestly and truthfully some of the my favorite work that I do because of those reasons that I said. I mean, so much growth happens so quickly and it's so tailored and so specialized. 
And, and selfishly, I, I just want to see the people that I work with succeed and go after the best possible lives for them. Not the life that someone else dreamed up for you, but the life that you're dreaming up for you. Because it's hard no matter what road you're on. If you're on the road that someone else dreamed up for you or you're on the road that you dreamed up for yourself, so why wouldn't you be on the road that you dreamed up for yourself in your wildest imagination? I mean, that's the road I want to be on. So that is what I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It is always a pleasure and an honor to talk to you. Now, I would love to know what you thought of today's show. Please head over to iTunes, fill in some stars, and write a review. It takes about five minutes, and it would mean the world. A huge thank you to our sponsor, Yay Brand. Thank you to Ira Sterling of Julia Sound Recording for our theme music, and thank you to my editor, Tumani Johnson of FX Media, for his work on today's episode. Remember, every one of us has wisdom within. Keep sharing your words of wisdom because you never know who you'll inspire.